Sandy Care LLC proudly presents the Breakfast Club of Sandy Care podcast. Welcome to the Breakfast Club of Sandy Care podcast. My name is Seth. And let me introduce you to the rest of Sink Here Breakfast Club. What's up, Doc? I'm Pam. <laughs> What's up? I'm Pam. I mean, whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Hi, I'm Josh. Good morning, everybody. It's Marion. Hi, I'm Jason. Hi, I'm named Chandler. Hi, I'm Ashley. Michal, I'm Susanna. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. This is Vicky coming to you live. Introducing Ramon Working Sync Care Soundboard. Hello, everybody. This is seeing Delphia Gil- Gilbert, Minister and Harper of Sandy Care LLC. The mission of Sandy Care is to provide caring services that promote the improvement and quality of life for citizens with special needs through compassion and integrity. We are dedicated to providing a meaningful and innovative environment through community engagement while addressing activities of daily living. Thank you, Mrs. Gilbert. For you, leave house. Don't get news call more toast. Are you hungry for the headlines? The City Care Breakfast Club will serve you. Your morning toast. Hi, I'm Ashley. Hi, I'm Kevin. Hi, I'm named Tyler. And this is your morning toast. National Heavenly Hash Day on February 2nd recognizes a family favorite that covers a variety of desserts and common ingredients. When it comes to identifying Heavenly Hash, the only ingredient that seems a certain is a variety of marshmallow, marshmallows, marshmallow, queen or whip. Other ingredients vary though. Some recipes create delicious cakes with chocolate and marshmallow. 
Sandy Care Breakfast Club with what you use to create your own heavenly hash. Hershey Kisses and Chocolate S'mores. My kind of recipe for creating heavenly hash is with chocolate and whipped cream on it, filled with milk chocolate M&M's. If I was making hash, I like to have chocolate chip cookies with maybe hot syrup with ice cream on a side. That sounds good too. Make it look like a brownie and marshmallow inside of it. Okay. Make it look like a nice brownie. Colorful marshmallows. I would like mine with whipped cream and cherries on top. Okay, for my heavenly hash, it would probably be marshmallows, um, dark chocolate, so it can make it healthy, uh, probably pecans. Um... Because to make it healthy, um, few uh, probably uh, sea salt to make it salty and sweet, um, like Himalayan salt, Himalayan sea salt. That's healthy, uh, and probably probably dried strawberries to like give it a little bit of a fruit flavor to it too yeah that's about it i used to put uh i used to put chocolate chips in mine oh, and um <laughs> and red cream on mine i never had heavenly hash but i bet it's tasty mini marshmallows caramel sauce it's on it um Mushroom, oh no, oh, chocolate, light chocolate, uh, cream, and I can't think what's in there. Whipped cream? Yeah, one cream. And a little nut. Peanuts? Peanut. And sometimes peach. Peach on top. Mm, that sounds good. Um, I probably uh, put bacon in my heavenly house. That's interesting. Uh, yummy. <laughs> bacon, bacon, heavy. Yum. Now, Kevin, this ain't hash browns. <laughs> I know it's not. Bacon and <laughs> hash browns. This is bacon yummy. and heavenly hash. <laughs> I know that, but. All right. That's why I say yummy. For my heavenly hash is I put chocolate and Reese cups. And that's about it. If I was to make a heavenly hash, I would make it with strawberries, dark chocolate syrup, marshmallows, and um, put a little caramel on it. On February 2nd, Daniel Tater Day recognizes a kitchen staple in the United States. We custom approximately 3.5 billion of these nuggets of potato goodness per year. For your diet with your tater tots. Let's see. Tater tots? I'll eat my tater tots later. <laughs> Hot sauce and ketchup. 
I did my tater tots and ranch dressing. That's interesting. That actually sounds pretty good, Angelica. Melted cheese and bacon? That's pretty good, too. <laughs> she said melted cheese and bacon. I like mine with chili and uh, uh, cheese on top. Yeah, that sounds good. Sure do. I like ketchup, hot sauce, and mustard. You like that all mixed up into one sauce? Yeah, and on size, side. Oh, okay, side, okay. <laughs> well, the one time I've had tater tots with my dinner is with chicken patty sandwiches. I did my tater tots and ranch. Turkey. That's it, just turkey? Yeah. Tater tots and turkey, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um... I would have my tear tots, um, um, just ketchup. I like my tater tots with ketchup. Um, I would like mine with onions and ketchup. You know what I like with my tater tots? What? Meat, 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 <laughs> meat balls, meat, 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 meat balls, meat balls, meat, 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 meat. And cheese, cheese, cheese. I like my tater tots with ketchup. I like tater tots with ketchup. I love tater tots with barbecue sauce. Daniel mm. no Groundhog Day on February 2nd each year ask one question. Will he see a shadow? Okay, well, maybe it asks another question. Will there will there be Sigma Reason winner? Uh. Now your morning show. Thank you. On to first pocket worry for just great American figures for back to the month after a free party break. Hi, my name is Minnie, and in honor of Black History Month, we will discuss Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler. Rebecca Lee Crumpler who lived from 1831 to 1895, was the first black female doctor in the United States. After attending the prestigious Massachusetts private school, West Newton English and classical school, she worked as a nurse for eight years until applying to medical school in 1860. At the New England Female Medical College, she was accepted and would go on to graduate four years later. Though little is known of her career, PBS reported that she worked as a physician for the Freeman's Bureau for the state of Virginia. She later practiced in Boston, predominantly black neighborhood at that time, Beacon Hill, and published a book of medical discourses in two parts. Hi, this is Karen. Like us on Facebook at Sandicare LLC. Sandicare is Northeast Ohio's number one day center for people like me and people like me and people like me and people like me and people like me. 
we are staying here. We have community inclusion. And our field trips are great. We learn skills to get employment. To enhance abilities along with our creative arts and crafts department. We're definitely the first choice. That's right, we're Sandy Care. Hi, this is Kelsey. Welcome to Say Care Radio. Hi, this is Josh of the Breakfast Club of Sandy Care Podcast. The Breakfast Club of Sandy Care Podcast is now available to check out on the all-new Google Podcasts. Podcast. According from a wonderful article from OprahMag.com, when it comes to pioneers in African American history, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, Maya Angelou, James Baldwin, and Muhammad Ali are often mentioned, and rightfully so. But what do you know about other little-known Black history heroes? Well, let's talk about them! The Sandy Care Breakfast Club is shining a long-overdue spotlight on the hidden figures of Black history who deserve to be celebrated for their contributions to civil rights, politics, the arts, and beyond. And remember to acknowledge their impact outside of Black History Month, as they've made way for many of the 21st century's most famous faces to shine today. Ethel Waters lived from 1896 to 1977. Waters first entered the entertainment business in the 1920s as a blues singer, but she made history for her work in television. In addition to becoming the first African-American to star in her own TV show in 1939, the Ethel Waters Show. She was nominated for her first Emmy in 1962. Rui Bridges, born 1954. Bridges probably had no idea that the bold act she committed in 1960 went set off a chain reaction leading to the integration of squirrels in the South. She was just six years old when she became the first African-American student to attend William Fratt's Elementary in Louisiana at the height of desegregation. She is now the chair of the Ruby Bridges Foundation, which was formed in 1999 to promote the values of tolerance, respect, and appreciation of all differences. Marsha P. Johnson lived from 1945 to 1992. Before the Netflix documentary brought Johnson's story to life with the documentary, 
The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson by David France. Many people were unfamiliar with the influential role she had on drag and queer culture. Johnson, a Black trans woman and activist, was at the forefront of the LGBTQ movement. In addition to being the co-founder of STAR, an organization that housed homeless queer youth, Johnson also fought for equality through the Gay Liberation Front. Claudette Colvin born 1939. Before Clark refused to give up her seat on the bus in Montgomery, Alabama in 1955, there was a brave 15-year-old who closed not to sit at back of the bus. The young girl was Colvin touting her constitutional right to remain seated near the middle of the vehicle. Colvin challenged the driver and was subsequently arrested. She was the first woman to be detained for her resistance. However, her story is not nearly as well known as ours. Gwendolyn Brooks lived from 1917 to 2000. Today, Brooks is considered to be one of the most revered poets of the 20th century. She was the first Black author to win the Pulitzer Prize in 1950 for Annie Allen, and she served as poetry consultant to the Library of Congress, becoming the first Black woman to hold that position. She was also the poet laureate of the state of Illinois, and many of her works reflected the political and social landscape of the 1960s including the civil rights movement and the economic climate. Dorothy Height lived from 1912 to 2010. Hailed the grandmother of the woman movement, Height used her background in education and social work to advance women's rights. She was also a leader in young Young Women's Association, YWCA, the, the, and, the, and the president of the National Council of Negro Women, WCNW, for more than 40 years. She also among the few women presidents in the, in the 1936 March in Washington where Dr. King did his I Have a Dream speech. Rose Marie McCoy lived from 1922 to 2015. McCoy's name may not be instantly recognizable, but she wrote and produced some of the biggest pop songs in the 1950s. In an industry dominated by white males, McCoy was able to make her mark through her pen, even if she couldn't through her own voice. Her songs, After All and Gabin Blues, never quite took off on the charts, but she was courted by music labels to write for other artists, including hit singles for Big Maybell, Elvis Presley, and Big Joe Turner. So now when you hear Presley's trying to get you, you'll remember the name of the African-American woman who wrote it. Annie Turner Mamo lived from 1879 to 1957. Many have heard about the famous business women, Margaret C.J. 
thoughtful, but feel remember women that used to vote for Ed and Asia. Annie Chamber Mobile studied Primer Street in school but was close to me because of illness. She took a as a can take care and use her knowledge of Krista as creating online a non-dangerous gene care care part for of can America women by the 1920s. She was a multi-million male and noted follower Joel Fitz. Robert Singstack Abbott lived from 1870 to 1940. Without Abbott's creative vision, many of the black publications of today, such as Ebony, Essence, Black Enterprise, and Upscale wouldn't exist. In 1905, Abbott founded the Chicago Defender Weekly Newspaper. The paper originally started out as a four-page pamphlet, increasing its circulation with every edition. Abbott and his newspaper played an integral part encouraging African Americans to migrate from the South for better economic opportunities. Maria P. Williams lived from 1866 to 1932. Thanks to the early accomplishments of Williams, as the first black woman to produce, write, and act in her own movie in 1923. The Flames of Wrath, we have female directors and producers like Oprah, Ava DuVernay, and Shonda Rhimes. Beyond Films, the former Kansas City teacher was also an activist and detailed her leadership skills in the book she authored my work and public sentiment in 1916. Jesse Owens lived from 1913 to 1980. Owens was a track and field athlete who set a record in the long jump at the 1936 Olympic Games in Berlin and went on viral for 25 years, he won four gold medals at the Olympics that year in the 100 and 200 meter dashes, along with the 100 meter relay and other events off the track. In 1976, Owens received the presidential Medal of Freedom and was personally awarded 
the Congressional Gold Medal in 1990. Me, Wilkinson, lived from 1947 to 1979. Ryan Carey is beloved for her whistle literature. What is highest human voice accumulable of reaching but Rotten Racing technique here before and was best known for her by octave rivalry. Whistling we heard on her rear hips today. Loving you the bitches palette originally created as an older to her daughter, Maya Rudolph, of Rosnade and Saturday Night Live thing. However, before she could become a household name, she died in 1979 at the age of 31 from breast cancer. Mae Jemison, born 1956, wasn't just the first African-American woman who orbited into space aboard the shuttle Endeavor. She also is a physician teacher, a Peace Corps volunteer, and president of tech company, the Jemison Group. She continues to work towards the advancement of young women of color, getting more involved in technology, engineering, and math careers. Bessie Coleman lived from 1892 to 1926. Despite being the first licensed black pilot in the world, Coleman wasn't recognized as a pioneer in aviation until after her death. Though history has favored Amelia Earhart on the Wright brothers, Coleman, who went to flight school in France in 1919, paved the way for a new generation of diverse flyers like the Tuskegee Airmen, Blackbirds, and Flying Hobos. Phyllis Willie lived 1754 and died 1784. In West Africa, born poor and spent most of her life enslaved working for John Wigley and his wife as a servant in mid 1700s despite never having received formal education. Willie become the first African-American and third woman to publish a book of poem entitled a poem, poem on a various subjects. However, she died before securing a publisher for her second volume, Poetry and Letters. You can see monument record for her at the Boston Woman Memorial. Marion Anderson lived from 1897 to 1993. Though she considered one of the greatest contralto singers in the world, Anderson was often denied the opportunity to show off her unique vocal range because of her race. However, things started to change in 1957 when she went on a 12 nation tour sponsored by the Department of the State and the American National Theater and Academy. She documented the experience in her autobiography, My Lord, What a Morning. In 1963, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Her last major accomplishment 
before her death was receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys in 1991. Jane Bolin lived from 1908 to 2007. A pioneer in law, Jane Bolin was the first black woman to attend Yale Law School in 1931. In 1939, she became the first black female judge in the United States, where she served for 10 years. One of her significant contributions throughout her career was working with private employers to hire people based on their skills, as opposed to discriminating against them because of their race. She also served on the boards of the NAACP, Child Welfare League of America, and the Neighborhood Children's Center. Alice Coachman lived 1923 to 2014, grew up in Albany, Georgia, and soon to be Trek star got an early start running on dirt roads and jumping over makeshift hurdles. She became the first African-American woman from any country to win the Olympic, Olympic gold medal at the 1948 Summer Olympics in London. She set the record for the high jump at the games leaping to five feet and six feet one eight inches throughout her athletic career she won 34 national titles 10 of which were in the high jump she was officially inducted into the national track and field hall of fame in 1975 and the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame in 2004. Gordon Parks lived from 1912 to 2006. Parks was the first African-American on the staff of Life magazine, and later he would later he would be responsible for someone of the most beautiful immigrator in the pages of the Vogue. He was also some of the most beautiful a major film shaft helping to shape the Bacchusian era and could be weapon against poverty, against racism, against all sorts of social wrongs. I knew that at the point I had to give a camera. Henrietta Lacks lived from 1920 to 1951. After being diagnosed with cervical cancer at the John Hopkins Hospital in 1951, a sample of Lacks cancer cells were taken without her consent by a researcher. And although she succumbed to the disease at the age of 31 that same year, her cells will go on to advance medical research for years to come, as they have the unique ability to double every 20 to 24 hours. They have been used to test the effects of radiation and poison, to study the human genome, to learn more about how viruses work, and played a critical role in the development of the polio vaccine, John Hopkins said. In 2017, Oprah starred in and executive produced HBO's The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, adapted from the book by Rebecca Sloot. Breakfast Club will turn our brief coffee break.
everybody. My name is Vicky, and in honor of Black History Month, we will discuss Benjamin O. Davis Sr., who lived from 1880 to 1970. He was the first black general of the American military. He served for 50 years as a temporary first lieutenant at an all-black unit during the Spanish-American War. Throughout his service, Davis Sr. was a professor of military science at Tuskegee and Wilberforce University, a commander of the 369th Regiment, New York National Guard, and special assistant to the Secretary of the Army. When he retired in 1948, President Harry Truman oversaw the public ceremony. Davis Sr. is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Hi, this is Pam. The Breakfast Club of Sandy Care Podcast is available free on iTunes, on the Apple Podcast app. Hi, I'm Samantha. Follow us on Twitter at SandyCareLLC. Hi, I'm Dower. One, two, Hi, my name is Angelica. The Breakfast Club of St. Nikita Podcast is now available free on Spotify. Want to ask us a question? Do you have a comment? We will read and respond to your questions and comments on the Breakfast Club of Santa Care podcast. Email us at SantaCareBreakfastClub at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This concludes this episode of the Breakfast Club of Santa Care podcast. We now review Challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. Cicely Tyson. Ta-ta, see you later. Goodbye. See you later. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, the mom. Bye-bye. I'm going to you. I'll see you guys in the back the future. One, two, and three. There's Marin. She's going to the future. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh my god. Goodbye. Say chin. Bye. What? <laughs> 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 we both.